Hello and welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. You hear about the, the young Billy uh, going, to, going to school and, uh, went, and the teacher asked the question, what is your favorite animal? And Billy said, fried chicken. The whole class started laughing. And she said, that ain't funny. That ain't funny. He said, well, my parents always told me to tell the truth. And he says, and I love fried chicken. It's my favorite animal. Then he, uh, she told him, you better go home and told it. And he told his dad, dad, I, I told the chicken, the chicken. <laughs> the teacher, the teacher says, <laughs> The teacher asked me what was my favorite animal, and I said fried chicken. So he said, she sent me to the principal, and then the principal started laughing. Then the principal said, don't do that again. And he said, did you go and tell your daddy? He said, I told my daddy. He said, daddy. His daddy said, well, if she would have asked me, I would have said chicken, pork, and beef. <laughs> so the next day, he goes back to the classroom. And the teacher said, what is your favorite live animal? And he said, chicken. <laughs> he said, chicken? Yes, I love chicken. Well, why do you love chicken? Because I can fry it. <laughs> he went back to the principal's office. The principal told him not to do it again. The next day, he goes back to school, and the teacher says, well, who is your favorite hero in the whole world? He said, Kentucky. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. He said, guess where I am now? Back in the principal's office. All right, forget y'all. All right, <clears throat> so I want to, <clears throat> for a couple minutes, just talk about and really uh, express something that's very important to each one of you in here. And when I travel, I always ask people a lot of times, I'm doing conferences, because uh, I, I, want, I want God to heal or, or to break through for the people to manifest his miracle work and power. So I said, how many of you uh, have marriage or problem or relationship problems? A lot of hands go up. Or how many of you are dealing with physical issues in your life, need healing or deliverance from something? A lot of hands go up. But more hands go up when I ask this question than any other one. How many of you in here need a financial breakthrough? Almost everybody raised their hand, need financial increase. But it's amazing to me that, uh, but not amazing, of how many people fight against any kind of teaching on the area of teaching on it in the church because they think all the preacher want is my money. But what it is is that this is a lie that the devil sold to keep you broke, busted, and disgusted. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? God's got a method, God's got a way that he's trying to get you to some place 
that you've never been before. And so the enemy uses the different tactic because there's nothing that he fights harder than this area of teaching on your financial prosperity because he wants to put a cap, a limit, borders and restrictions around you to contain you so that he can control you. And so uh, I, I just think about how when you look at Jeff Bezos and you look at Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and what's the name of the guy over uh, Facebook? Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, all of them birds. You just think about them. <laughs> they all worth billions or trillions of dollars. And you know what? The majority of them have nothing to do or want to do anything to support the church. They're not Judeo-Christian friendly, and they harbor this money because everybody's trying to see who got the most money. That is not the, God of God, the plan that God has. So Satan doesn't fight against his own. He fights against you to keep you from being able to break that cap, that limitation, that restriction, that border around you so he can contain you, your children, and your children's children. So you got to be the one to take an aggressive position. I just want to ask a question real quickly. Uh, how big is your God? Oh, sh that was so pitiful. <laughs> You know, if I was, if I was, uh, <laughs> so uh, put your purse down. So if I was at my own church and I asked how big your God is, do you know at the same time I would ask that everybody in the church would jump up out their seat and say, this big. Okay, I'm going to give you one opportunity. I'm not going to give you another opportunity. I'm going to give you one opportunity. I'm not going to give you another opportunity. Do y'all, y'all listening to me? I want to know, how big is your God? Oh, let the fire of God fall on this congregation. May the blessing of God overtake you. May the bigness of God overwhelm you with his goodness and his glory. May he give you insight and revelation and understanding of his power and his goodness in every area of your life because we don't serve a little God, we serve a big God. Glory to God. Turn to somebody and say, I serve a big God. Shout it at him, shout it at him, shout it at him. And I'm gonna ask a question, not the same question, but another question. A big God likes doing what? Y'all a little slow over here. A big God likes doing what? And I'm declaring big things. Yea, shakanda bada. Big things happening in your life. Big things breaking out in your life. Masakanda bolo say. In the name of Jesus, turn around with me right now. Turn around anointing on your life in the name of Jesus. Now shout. I had some first time attenders at the church last Sunday. 
And I said something, I just, I said, oh, thank God for that turnaround anointing. And all of a sudden, my whole congregation jumped up and started turning around. And my first time attenders was looking at me like, what the heck? What kind of church is this? They jump up and holler and they turn around. You and your breakthrough anointing, you were the place you need to be today. God's trying to take, some, take you someplace. So I, I, let me just run real quickly. I got a lot of scriptures. I probably got more scriptures than you can handle. But a lot of scriptures, if God did not want you to prosper, here's my little point. If God didn't want you to prosper, why would he put it in the Bible? If he didn't want you to prosper, why would he put it in the Bible? So we see scriptures all through the Bible, but because of the spiritual warfare, because after Adam and Eve fell, darkness came upon the earth. Satan became the god of this earth or this planet, but not the god of the universe. And he wars against you uh, men from being able to prosper, you ladies from being able to prosper, so that he can, con again, can control your family for generation through a spirit of poverty or being maintained in that area. So we see in Genesis, the 12th chapter, where God then turned around and broke through with uh, Abraham because Abraham trusted God to leave his parents the wealth, the security, and follow God. Then we see the prosperity of God behind a man or a woman that would follow him and trust him. Do I got any like that in here today? That would follow him and trust him. When we see God's blessing come up on Abraham to the area that he prospered so much that the Bible says he became rich in cattle in the third chapter, verse 2. And he says, and Abraham became very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. You know what? I love that scripture. Somebody asked me why. Because it said that Abraham became very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. It, and, and it said it specifically because religious people want to always be so spiritual. Well, if he had just said, and Abraham became very rich, rich religious people would have said, yeah, he became very rich spiritually. <laughs> spiritually, he became rich. Because they want to make everything spiritual. They don't want to put it in the area that God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have it. And God is showing his will after the fall how he wanted to prosper a person who will follow him and will trust him. And I'm declaring this room is full of men and women that are following God and trusting him. And made him rich in silver and gold. And, but he knew that Abraham would follow him, and obey him. So listen to me. If God, God's will is to get it to you and through you. If he get it to you and he can't get it through you, he won't get it to you. And a lot of people, he's given you something, but you didn't allow him to flow it through you. It is not about stacking it up. It's about being a distribution center. Hello? About being a distribution center. So, um, then in the uh, 13th chapter, we see that, the 14th chapter, Abraham destroyed uh, four kings because the four kingdoms had got together and was waging war against all the other nations. They were destroying everybody. They were the mean machine. 
and they took Abraham's nephew Lot, and Abraham took his 318 servants and armed them and said, we're going to war. They were not warriors, they were servants. It's something about having a heart of being a servant that God anoints them with a special ability to handle any situation that would come up. See, that's why you want to get the anointing upon your man and woman of God. Listen to me. Jason and Kelly are a powerful, power-packed team that God has given y'all here. Power-packed team. No, y'all can do better than that. Power team. They got the, the Power Rangers. You got the Power Team right here. God's got his hand up on them in a big and powerful way up on also on the Anderson family. You guys are so blessed to have men and women who will teach you the truth and help you to grow in the things of God. Say amen. 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 So Satan hates the idea of teaching anything like I'm doing right now. There's two things he don't want to be taught in church. You know what they are? Teaching on money or finances and sex. See, some of y'all woke up in this section right here <laughs> when I said sex. <laughs> Don't teach on sex. But you know, I found out about sex and money. It's the two things that people talk the most about. What? Okay, y'all don't want to act right over here. Okay, we'll just say, think about it there. We won't say talk about it, we'll just say, think about it. Yeah, and the enemy don't want you to know. She kahanda. Okay. So then we see in the 15 chapter, verse 1, Genesis 15, that Abraham destroyed these four kings, got all the spoils. Abraham built an altar and gave back a tenth to God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He gave it back to God. Of his thing, Melchizedek showed up. God visited him. Then it says, and after these things, the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, fear not. Say, say it. Say it what? Fear not. Say it again. Because every one of you that are going, I'm declaring that every one of you in here are going to move to the next level. Yes. That God's going to break open some financial breakthroughs on your behalf. And listen to me, real careful, especially this role right in here, this section right in here. When God is trying to elevate you, the first thing the enemy is going to try to do in your life is bring a spirit of fear. Because you're moving into a new level and it's uncomfortable for you. Uh, you don't know everything, and you got to trust God. Can you imagine Abraham had to trust God to leave his father's security, the wealth, everything that was his, to trust God? I'm telling you, every one of you in here, I'm believing. And I just wish I had some agreement in here. I'm, belie I'm believing that every one of you in here, God's going God's gonna to give you a new direction, give you a new elevation, something. But the spirit of fear will try to stop you from breaking out of your box of containment. Y'all with me? Yes. Well, get your hands up. Get them up high and say, Father, Father in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I resist, I resist the, spirit the spirit of fear. Get out of my life. Get out of my, get out of my business. In the name of Jesus, go now in Jesus' name. Shout about it. So Joshua 1 and 8, 
And it talks about the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate it day and night. And then it says, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. If he didn't want you to have it, why would he tell you if you can meditate on it day and night, then you will have, uh, make your way prosperous and have good success. I'm speaking prosperity and good success over your lives in Jesus' name. Then, then in the book of um, uh, Psalms, one in verses, Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, he talks about almost the same thing. Not sitting in the seat of the scornful, not, no, not delighting in the way of the wicked, all kind of things. Then he says, then you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that are that having continuing flow flowing towards you, blessings, that everything you need is flowing towards you. And then he said, then you will make your way, what? Prosperous and have good success also. Then whatever he does will prosper and come into be maturity. God's blessing wants to increase you in Jesus' name. But if you don't hear it, if you don't receive it, then it won't happen for you. How many of y'all ready to move to the next level? Ready to move to the next level. You know, you know I'm, I'm 70 years young. I'm 70 years young. And, uh, and uh, thank you for that applause. That means that y'all are saying, yes, you look real young. Okay, so I'm 70. I'm getting Social Security right now. Ain't that something? I'm getting Social Security. You know what I'm glad about? that I ain't got to depend upon Social Security to take care of me. God never intended for Social Security to take care of you. That's whatever the way it is, I thank God for it coming, but listen to me, I, I'm not going to depend upon, I'm going to depend upon God. One time we were receiving an offering at the church for some special need, and a lady said to me, well, Brother Pastor, I can't give because, you know, I, I'm, I, I got, I'm, I'm on a fixed income. And the Spirit of God said to me, ask her who fixed it. <laughs> See, we'll let the enemy fix us or put us into a, a container or to put a limit and borders on us behind our environment. But the anointing, the burden moving, yoke destroying, power of God, if you are a believer in here today, is on your life. <laughs> That burden moving, yoke destroying power of God is bigger than any situation you could come up against. And God wants to move you to a place you've never been before, but you got to believe God. Remember in Genesis, in Genesis 1, 26, and he said that he gave him dominion over the, over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over every creeping thing, the creepeth, and over all the earth. See, God gave you authority. He gave you, to, commanded you to subdue. He gave you the power to handle any situation. So if you're not happy where you are, or you know God is a big God, then you should believe God for some big thing to happen in your life now. And it's not about... Listen to me, it's not about the economy, it's not about who's in office in the political area, it's about your attitude. And when you get an attitude uh, uh, that I am not going to be contained because I serve a big God, I'm a child of the Most High God, and God loves me. In fact, I'm God's favorite child. Just say it.
Well, he didn't hear you. He didn't hear that. Y'all said it so slow. Y'all scared to even say it. I'm God's favorite child. Come on, say it with some authority. If God's going to bless anybody, bless God, he's going to bless me. I'm his favorite child. The blessing is on my life. The anointing is on my life. The glory is on my life. The goodness of God is on my life. I'm blessed going in, blessed coming out everywhere I go, I'm blessed. The blessing. Oh, there goes somebody just turned around. Every time I turn around, he keeps making a way. I better quit clowning here. He might not have me come back no more. <laughs> Psalm 72 and 7 out of the Passion Translation. I want to hit that real quick. Psalm 72 and 7 out of the Passion Translation. And it says here, uh, in the days of his reign, the righteous will spring forth with what? Abundance of peace and prosperity. Say, I receive that. I that. What do you receive right now? And I declare it to be up on you right now also in Jesus' name. Abundance of peace and prosperity. And look what it says. The last word says, for how long? Forever. This is not going to be a little short term and being going to be a, a semester or tri-semester. This is for the rest of your life. I speak it. I agree with God. If God didn't want me to have it, he wouldn't have said it. There's going to be abundance of peace and prosperity. I don't want prosperity without the peace. Amen. But when I get to peace, when I get to peace, I get to prosperity because you can't separate it. You ever been around some people? People, you look at, look at the news all the time. People who are wealthy, people who are famous, people who have rose to the highest level are committing suicide because they got the prosperity, the notoriety, but they don't have the peace. And you know, the peace only comes through Jesus Christ. Buddha can't do it for you. Muhammad can't do it for you. Harry Krishna, no other reason. Only peace comes through Jesus Christ. And that's why the enemy will fight you. So get your hand up and say, I receive that peace in Jesus' name. And the prosperity is on my life right now. Look what the Living Bible says on the same translation. The Living Bible says, in those days, uh, and it says, and many, and, and, may, and, may, and may the godly flourish during his reign, and may there be what? Abundance of what? Prosperity into the moon. Into the moon is no more. There will be abundance of prosperity. I pray that that moon will stay up there forever. Amen. I don't even like it when the moon disappears for a few days. I want to see that moon because that moon is a sign of your continuing prosperity. Look what it says at the script. Look what it says. And it says, and may there be abundance of prosperity uh, until the moon is no more. God wants it for you. But what he, the enemy is trying to do is keep it away from you because you're not fighting for it like you should. You know what this year is? This year is called the year of the abundant harvest. It's the year of the abundant harvest. God wants you to harvest the seed that you have sown. Do I got any givers in here today? Any givers in here today? If you are a giver, you also should be a harvester. 
Turn to your neighbor and tell them that. If you're a giver, you should be a harvester. Come on, tell it to them. If you're a giver, you should be a harvester. You know, I've been saved for 47 years. 47 years I've been saved, and I've been a tither and a giver for 47 years straight. Not up and down, straight. But one of the things that I failed to do was to be a harvester. I believe in giving, I would give, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put the emphasis on the harvesting. Here's the principle. You sow it, God grows it, and you harvest it. Here we go, I'm gonna say it again. Number one is what? So most of us are, we did our part, we gave, God growed it, and the harvest is still out there because you're not putting a demand upon the harvest. So I'm calling in the harvest for every one of you in here in Jesus' name. We're going to call the harvest in. Calling the harvest in. I want God to move every one of you to another level. Now, I've been doing this the whole year since I got this revelation and really fighting for my harvest. I've been really pushing it, but I made a mistake. And my mistake is, I said, I command the north, the south, the east, and the west to, uh, to give up the harvest that is due me from the seed that I've sown over the past years that I did not harvest. I repent, and I ask you, Father, to harvest and come to me now in Jesus' name to Philip Godot. Come to me from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Principalities and power, take your throne. Take, take your hand off my harvest. Harvest and angels, go out. Bring it in now to Philip Godot. And then all of a sudden, I started noticing my son, Philip Godot, is getting unexpected money all kind of ways. Getting all kind of, because I made a mistake. I didn't tell those harvesting angels to take it to Philip George Godot Sr. And my son is getting, and he didn't give me nothing back. So now I say, Father, I call in my harvest to Philip George Godot, senior, not junior, senior. Y'all with me? All right, come on, here we go. Father, in the name of? Come on, we call our harvest in. Come on, we call our harvest in. Okay, here, here we'll do it this way. Just say what I say. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I command, I command my harvest, my, harvest, my, increase, my increase, to come to me now. To now. As, far as, as far as the north is north, as far as the south is south, as far as the east is east, as far as the west is west. Harvest! Harvest it, angels! Bring it to me now! Philip George Godot Sr. Now shout about it right now, shout about it. Shout about it right now. Hallelujah. And those harvesting angels are working on your behalf. And thank all of you that said my name when you should have said your name. Thank you for your agreement. Should have said your name. So 3 John and 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. So when we talk about God wants you to prosper, 
He wants you to prosper in your marriage relationship, in your interpersonal relationship, in your family, in your finances, in your health, uh, spiritually, in every area of your life. There's five areas, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, and socially. God wants you to prosper in every area. So it's not about just finances, but right now the greatest need some of you have been into the word long enough that you should be a father, prospering further than where you are right now. And it's because you haven't made the commitment and recognized the importance of the warfare that is against you moving forth in the area of your prosperity that God wants you to do. And I'm declaring and agreeing with you that today is a breakout day for you. Today is the beginning of a new day. Breakthrough. His name is Jehovah Belperazim, the God of the breaking through. Come on, shout, say, he's breaking through for me now in Jesus' name because I command every principality and power, throne and dominion and every evil and wicked work that is fighting against my success, my prosperity, I command them in the name of Jesus to cease their work and operation in Jesus' name. I loose them from their assignment to hinder my next step, my next level in the glory of God and the blessings of God in Jesus' name. I loose, shatter, scatter, destroy, melt, lacerate, crush, dissolve, and sever their works. In Jesus' name. So God wants us to prosper. Now, uh, in the book of Lamentations, Lamentations 3 and 17, I think it is 317. Look what Lamentations says here concerning the area. It says, you have moved my soul, my soul, far from what? Peace. Far from what? Peace. Far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. Somebody, you know what? I feel like slapping a couple of y'all upside the head right now. <laughs> Ye shakanda. Huh? Because you forgot it. See, you, your pastor can't teach you enough about it because the enemy is always warned against you. He said, it moved me from peace because I forgot prosperity. Prosperity should be a part of your life. God wants to prosper you and enlarge you and increase you. So, now, look with me also real quickly in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, Deuteronomy 8, 18. Y'all know the scripture? And it says, and you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth you the power to get the wealth, to get the wealth, power to get the wealth. God says you need to remember him, for it is he that gives you the power to get the wealth. If God didn't want you to have the wealth, why would he give you the power to get it? Are y'all with me? So turn your neighbor and say, God wants you to prosper. Turn, shout it at him. God wants you to prosper. Now look what it says here. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord uh, which pro with profound respect, with profound respect, the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth you power, power, and I wanted you to underline that word power because it means to rule, it means to reign, it means to have authority, it means also to have the, uh, the divine capabilities, insights, concepts, and ideas. So when he uses this word, he gives you the power to get wealth. He is using a big word to be able to move your life forward in a great way if you receive the power. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Now, look what it says. gives you the power to get the wealth that he may confirm his what? Covenant with which he has sworn soberly 
promise to your fathers as it is this day. So what does God want us to do? He wants to prosper you so you can help establish his covenant or build the kingdom of God. How many of y'all got unsaved family members in here? Anybody got unsaved family members? Anybody got unsaved friends, co-workers? Come on, we all do in here. And we believe in God for them. Amen? But that's why God wants to prosper you because if they start paying attention to you. I had one lady in the church. She used to go to her brother all the time and ask him to borrow money from him. Then she would witness to him and try to tell him how much he needed Jesus. He said, well, I don't want the Jesus you have because you always the one asking me for money. <laughs> if, I am, if, I'm, if I get Jesus, I might be broke. See, see, because we're not showing the glory of what side should I go to? I don't even know what side to go to. Are y'all with me? We, we, you need to prosper where your people can see the glory of God upon your life and the goodness of God. And then you can testify and stand up and say, nothing but the Lord did this for me. God has been good to the brother or to the sister. God's been good to me. God did it. You didn't have to have all the education, all the skills. You just got the favor of God. And the goodness of God is on your life to be able to bring the increase. But you had to command those warring spirits to keep you contained and limited and move, robbing Peter for Paul, trying to make it happen because that is not the lifestyle that God wants you to be in. Say amen. amen. Psalms 35 and 27. Psalm 35, 27 and look what it says here in 35:27, And he says here that who, those that have favored his righteous cause. God has a righteous cause. Psalm 35 and 27. And it says here, <clears throat> and it says, okay, okay. And it says, uh, let them shout for joy. Do I got any shouters in here? <laughs> Let him shout for joy. And then it says, and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Well, what is God's righteous cause? Here you go. Wait, watch this here. Winning souls, changing lives, and helping people. Say that. Winning souls, changing lives, and helping people. What does God want to prosper you for? So you could help finance the kingdom to bring more people, win more souls, change more lives, help more people. See, God doesn't want you to prosper you where you can just stack it up and be like the rich fool, but God wants to prosper you so that you can be able to help finance the kingdom to win more souls, change more lives, help more people. So you got that disaster over there in uh, the Bahamas right now. Huh? So, pastors, out of the grace of his heart, is saying if you would like to contribute any little thing that you would like to give to him, and no matter how small it is, just give a little something. No, we should be telling you, some of you in here, you can sow a thousand or five thousand and help them down there. Thank God that he's got a heart to try to help where there's a need. But there's some needs right here because we've been trying to win uh, a, a high-tech generation with a low-tech budget. And, and so the church is the most dangerous thing to the kingdom of darkness. That's why you got to pray for your man and woman of God all the time because the devil hates them because he don't want them to be successful and he don't want them to be used to be able to bring deliverance in your life. So you got to pray for them. 
So he says here, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. What is his righteous cause? Come on, winning souls, changing lives, and helping people. Then he says, and yea, let them say continue, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his what? Do I got any servants in here today? If you are a servant of God, you are the one that God wants to promote you more than anything else. That's why every one of you should be involved in helps ministry and serving because God promotes a servant. Let them shout for joy. Let them be glad. They favor my righteous cause. Winning souls, changing lives, helping people. And then it says, and let them say, continue. Let the Lord be magnified that takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to rob God of no pleasure. That was too deep for y'all. Y'all didn't even get it over here. Huh? Did y'all get it over here? If God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, then I don't want to rob God by being broke, busted, or disgusted. If God takes pleasure in me prospering, I want my prosperity. Say it, I want my prosperity. I want God to take pleasure in me. So I got, I got, I got a, a friend's friend, one of my friends, pastor friends was up trying to make excuses and trying to say, well, you know, I'm going through this and they're going through that, but we need to expand our building and we, we, we need, uh, we got some 100 acres of land out here, but it's this, you know, so we're gonna do a, a long program and raise some money. And, and one of the guys raised his hand in the church and said, well, Pastor, how much is it? And he said, well, you know, we, let's don't talk about that as much. We just, I'm, I'm going to give you more of a layout. He said, Pastor, how much is that? He said, well, it's $3.5 million. He said, Pastor, I got that. I got that. I got it. He said, what did you say? He said, I got it. See, I'm believing God that God is going to bring Millions through a lot of y'all in here. In fact, I'm believing God that, that God is going to bring, somebody's going to be the first one in this ministry to write a million dollar check into this ministry. I'm calling a million dollar. In fact, there's at least three of you in here that God wants to use speedily. I'm calling a million dollar, first million dollar check wrote to this ministry coming in. Are y'all in agreement with me? Now, now, now. Now, may, may God, may God, there you go, there you go, and may God bless the ones who want to be used in a bigger way. Show your favor and show his goodness on your behalf. Show his goodness and his favor on your behalf to be able to be that. But God is going to listen to me. You got to make a commitment. God, I want to be used. I'm not going to let the devil limit me, contain me, and restrict me anymore or put a cap on my life to hold me down from being all that God wants me to be. I want to be a distribution center for the kingdom of God. I want God to use me. I want him to take pleasure in my life. And I'm not going to be ashamed to be prosperous so that I can be that chain, that avenue that God wants to use to build the kingdom of God. I live for the kingdom. I live to be able to bring glory and honor to God. When I'm saying that, y'all should be, don't be looking at me like that. Y'all should be saying, me too, pastor. That's right. Yeah, me too. Y'all look at me like. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Raise your hands up. Say this out loud. Say, Father. Father. 
I thank you. You're concerned about every area of my life. And I want you to have your full, full work in my life. I yield myself to you. Let your goodness and your glory, your goodness and your glory be seen on my life from this day forward. I declare peace and prosperity abiding in my house, in my life. And thank you, Lord God, for using me to build the kingdom, using those revenues to build your kingdom, to finance the vision of my church, of my man and woman of God, all the days of my life. Let's shout again in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. And don't forget, we're going to continue this conversation. This message was so extraordinary. We're going to be doing it on a daily Bible study called Wake Up. You can go to YouTube, search Daily Bible Study. We'll come right up, subscribe to it. We are the number one daily Bible study in the world on YouTube. And so we're going to continue the conversation. We do a morning scripture. We pray every day. Make sure you subscribe to it. You know, there's a lot of books out there for our kids to read, and they're in the bookstore. And God put it on my heart to write a Christian-based Harry Potter-type book. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the biggest books out there that has just puts the kids in just an incredible world, gives them hope and faith, and uh, it's full of angels and minotaurs and, and magic and elves and centaurs and herbs and portals, querubs. And there's a whole lot of fun stuff that is in this book. But bottom line, it's going to teach them about faith. It's going to teach them about hope. It's going to teach them about overcoming the bad things in life. And even when it looks like you're down, that God will raise you up. And so it's a great book called Eden. And you can get this in most bookstores. And you can also get it on Amazon. You get everything on Amazon. And so I encourage you to get that into your home. If you're watching this and you're not saved, or maybe you want to read it and dedicate your life. You know, salvation and going to heaven and changing your eternity isn't about following a whole list of rules and trying to be good enough because the Bible says whosoever believes. The Bible actually says that no one can earn their way or work their way into heaven. Otherwise, they'll be able to brag up there. And so you can't do it that way. The only way you can do it is by believing. And so what we want to do is if you'll say this prayer after me and believe it in your heart, your eternity is set. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all of my sins and was raised from the dead. I believe that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you want to help us, you can partner with us uh, to take this message that, we're, that Pastor Scott's preaching all over the globe. And you can make a difference in this world. Go to wakeuptv.tv, donate today, and partner with us. Join the team. Thank you for joining us today. And wherever you live, make sure that you get in a good church. You know what? Once a week, be in God's house. I'm telling you that church makes a big difference for your home and family. I believe that it's a great start to an amazing week. Remember that this is the day that the Lord hath made. Come on, somebody. Let's rejoice and be glad in it.